It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. We are live seven days a week, 365 days a year. If it's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, you're welcome to give us a call and talk about what's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Jay is, uh, I guess, running late, so he'll probably sneak in on us at some point or another. But, uh, you know, hey, what are you going to do? That sometimes life's like that. Yes, weather is nice. <laughs> so, Angie, on this day of uh, you know big news, right? Like we've got black holes uh, appearing in the universe. We have uh, we have uh, chi- alleged Chinese spies trying to sneak into the White House South and all this other stuff. Uh, what do you got for me? Well, I'm going to talk about marijuana and how it has helped uh, decrease use of alcohol, tobacco, and other prescription drugs. Oh, well, excellent. I think that, uh, you know, just from a anecdotal, meaning, you know, the people I've talked to and listened to in my life, I do believe that uh, many of them have used marijuana to, eh, you know, transfer an addiction, maybe the, to, um, you know, I don't know if addiction is the right word, but... You know, marijuana is enjoyable, right? It creates a euphoric uh, experience, and that's better than sitting there suffering, going through <laughs> withdrawals or DTs or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that that can uh, it can be positive. I want to get into that real quick, but I've got a I've we've got a call Ooh. already. Let's go to Biv, Big Loaf calling in from North Carolina. Big Loaf, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, ladies and gents. So, um. Calling about a uh, a toot that I saw on uh, uh, Mastodon or the Fediverse, whatever you want to call it. If you go to uh, regarding... toot, toot.freetalklive.com? Yes, uh, distinct from making a toot. I did that earlier. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I saw Ian's uh, message um, about uh, uh, PewDiePie moving to dlive.tv. Have you heard of it? Yeah, Ian uh, sent me a, a telegram today, uh, breathless, uh, that uh, this this person, uh, PewDiePie, whom I know very, very little about, but other than like he's YouTube's biggest star. He's hilarious. Yeah. Is he funny? He you, is, you, absolutely. You, okay, great. Uh, I, I'm glad, because all I know about PewDiePie is, is he he's kind of gangly, looks like the spin doctor's uh, the singer, and he uh, found a body in a park one time. That's it. I know nothing else. Yeah, it's about uh, about as much as I know, right? But uh-huh. uh, evidently, it's a thing, and and so. Uh, but in the message that uh, Ian put out, and I guess uh, 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 Will Coley or whoever runs the Call to Freedom account on Liberdon, um, you know, put out a similar message saying, uh, you know, we're now using or beta testing DLive.tv, which claims to be a decentralized video hosting platform. And ultimately, it's that decentralized thing I wanted to call about, just okay. to let people know. All right. It is not decentralized. All right. The only way to use DLive.tv is to go to DLive.tv. Now, with that said, there are dis- actual decentralized video hosting platforms, such as PeerTube, which uses Activity Publisher under the covers, just like Mastodon does for the Fediverse. Right? And that really is decentralized, right? I've got a server. There's a PeerTube.social server run by the maintainer. Anybody and everybody can run a server. That's real decentralization. But DLive.tv is only DLive.tv. It's only that site. It's a single so point of failure. What not are they, decentralized. What are they, they're using the term decentralized. What do they mean when they say it? 
Well, I, I would I would think they would mean not centralized. Okay. Uh, I mean, if they mean something else, then that's not the correct use of the term, right? Decentralized meaning not centralized, and there's a clear centralization on DLive.TV. I, I get it. I mean, I, I see the point you're making. You just you don't know why they use the term decentralized to describe their platform. Uh, yeah, it's not because it's decentralized, right? Because actually looked into their source code, is it, looked into it says how it's I can crypto based. It says it's crypto based too. It says it's crypto based too. Right, but then fine, right? But you've got to go to a central point to use it. Okay. I actually looked into running an instance, how I might do that, and there's no documentation for it or whatever. Yep. So if, if you can run your own, they're not saying how, right? And contrast this with, again, the other really decentralized projects, right? Uh, like PeerTube, and uh, there, there are other ones, right? Libraries sort of the out Mastodon. there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, I see this trend of, you know, people just say seeing crypto and say, uh, saying it's decentralized. Yeah. You'll hear a lot of people say the same things about minds.com, but the only way is the same thing with them. The only way to use minds.com is to go to minds.com, right? You can't run your own. So I just wanted to let people know, don't believe the hype until you can actually run your own server. There are clear instructions. The only way to use it is to go to a central point. DLive.tv. Well, thank you for the warning there, Big Loaf. And I will say that I uh, did turn back to look at uh, Ian, who happens to be in the studio at this point, has not left me to uh, the wolves quite yet. He is uh, has nodded and uh, you know made that sort of affirmation crinkle with your lips. Oh, he's talk- He's coming on the air. Look, I- I'm not paying you anything for tonight. You talk on the air, you're talking for free. <laughs> Drag him in. Am I unmuted? Okay, great. Um, so yeah, I don't know enough about this, so I'm glad for the information. Um, Big Loaf, according to their website, they are based on this thing called Lino. It's uh, L-I-N-O, and the that's claim is that's the blockchain. In, that's a libertarian in name only. Yeah, so that's the claim is that that's like the blockchain that uh, backs this. It's described as a decentralized autonomous content ecosystem. Now, what that means, I have no idea. I don't know, you know, like you said, how you would run your own node on this system. It seems to be in like a testnet phase right now. So all I know is right. I saw that uh, PewDiePie had signed up for it. I figured there's going to be a huge rush to this platform. So figured we ought to be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's aside from the point whether or not it's a good platform or the place to be. Now, are you that's saying earlier you mentioned this peer tube? Are you saying there's a, there's a streaming system that is actually decentralized that you know of? Because PeerTube no, doesn't appear to be no. live stream. No, it, it definitely does not, right? Uh, and, and nothing does that I know of. Um, so if there is an actual decentralized way to do that, that'd be really, really cool. But as far as like replacing the static video content capabilities of YouTube in a decentralized fashion, PeerTube definitely does that well. Like I said, I run my own instance. I can federate with everybody else in the Fediverse. Uh, just like with Mastodon, I can actually follow my PeerTube account from my Mastodon account, right? So it's all the same protocol underneath, and anybody can run an instance. They're very clear instructions. Uh, multiple people have different methods of deploying PeerTube in, in different configurations, right? So it's it's you know you don't have to go to PeerTube.com. To Why use would PeerTube. I want to? Just out of curiosity, Big Loaf. Um, well, it, it sort of gives you a certain amount of censorship proofness, right? So if you run your own video content server. 
uh, short of somebody shutting down your server, you can't be censored, right? And even then, you can make it really hard for people to find your server to shut it down. Uh, so, for example, you can uh, run it exclusively on Tor or uh, in Tor and on the plain net, right? Uh, you have options. Um, so the advantage is, uh, you know, as Michael W. Dean might would have said in the past, it makes your video drone proof. And it uses BitTorrent under the covers, so it scales with viewership as well. And, you know, again, with the federated aspect of it, that really means that, yeah, you've got a web server sharing video, but everybody else in that federated network can also pull your video and can mirror it. And so you get this network scale effect. But unfortunately, well, I think no it's way. wonderful that we have so many different uh, decentralized options for video. I know that we've been using the library system, which is, I believe, lbry.io, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I don't know how these things differ or if they're very, very similar or not. But I don't think we should get too technical here. Oh, I think on, we've uh, yeah, that, the, uh, uh, that ship has sailed. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, well, I don't think we could, should continue. Test. Yeah. It, yeah, a quick lit- litmus test. If you ever want to know if it's really decentralized, the question to ask is, can I run my own? If the answer is no, not decentralized. Thanks for the call, Big Loaf. Looks yeah, like you gave yep. Ian some, uh, some stuff to... You know, you've, got, you've occupied his entire evening. So there you go. Uh, you can give us a call, too. Anything you'd like. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Or you can use our Discord line. It's not decentralized, but it is Discord. Discord.freetalklive.com. There's an app there. You download it, and then you can use it on your phone and call in. It's relatively easy. Discord.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Angie here. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. And we were just talking about uh, decentralized video platforms. Not that I know a lot about it, but uh, apparently this big star, uh, uh, PewDiePie, Mm -hmm. uh, which, Angie, you're familiar with. I am. Yeah. What what would you say he does? Uh, He's a gamer. So okay. he plays games online. Um, he's pretty charismatic, pretty funny. Okay. And so he talks while doing games, right? Yep, you can see his face, and yeah. he's pretty active. Okay. And uh, my, my son watches these. I'm I'm baffled by the notion that anyone would sit around and watch anyone play yeah. video games. But I am not uh, deluded enough to believe that I am somehow the arbiter of what is cool either. Uh, so, you know... Do what you want, uh, but I guess uh, so. That's mainly what he does is just uh, you know play s- much. some game, and yep. so he makes or breaks video games. Then yeah, pretty much, yeah. He reviews them. He talks about how good they are, the graphics, um, and if he's good at them, then people follow it. I see. Does he play the same game over and over again, or does he just, no, just play it one at a time? It's a variety of things. Huh. Okay, well, and he just makes his living basically being in, like an interesting guy. Yeah, he makes a very good living playing games. Oh, um, yes, as I understand it, he does. Yeah. 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 Well, good for him. God bless his soul. Uh, let's go to the phones real quick. I do want to get to your story about sure. no uh, marijuana rush. and its relationship to addiction, and I think that's fascinating. Uh, Sarah calling in from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, you know, I, I'm convinced that the home burglars are the red light violators also. And then, and then also my my conclusion is that the speeders are also the auto thieves. Okay, um, let's start with the first one. Home burglars are right. red light, uh, like they they run red lights. 
Right, because um, because uh, when they do um, traffic stops, all the home burglars, uh, the robberies, and then the thefts, the auto thefts, it goes down by 6%. How much? 60%. Six zero percent. All right, I, I have not heard these the, this news, um, but okay. Do you th- well, you don't know, why do you think that is? The, do you think that burglars are somehow glued to the, uh, the, 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 the police van listening for where the cops are or something and just decide to take the days off on those days? I mean, there's no claim here that the burglars are somehow getting caught by these, uh, these uh, sting. Well, okay, well, the, the thing is, if you're a lawbreaker, okay, uh-huh. so you're on your way to rob a home. So you're going to speed, run three stop signs, just uh, and then run a red light. Why not? You're a lawbreaker. No, uh, uh, the reason you wouldn't do that is because you want to rob a home, right? So especially if you have a, let's say, a trunk full of people's valuables um, or even uh, you know a van full of people's valuables, the last thing you want to do is to run red lights or speed. I mean, that's unwise. Yeah, but wait, when you bought the home, you're going to speed away as soon as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? They no, cause a lot the of The best accidents. thing for you to do is go the speed limit. Um, you know, I mean, I've been in the phone. I've been in the car with people who, because everybody's breaking the law at some point or another. Not with uh, burglars. I wouldn't put up with that. But uh, certainly people breaking the law. And they're very fastidious about uh, following the speed limit and traffic laws. I don't know if there's a relationship here. I'm curious. Here's the thing. In, in Texas, the police department, they did a study. Okay. So the actual the traffic, the speeding, the traffic violation only goes down by 5%. Okay, but the, the burglaries go down by like uh, 50 to 60%. Hmm. Well, there you so go. That, that's my, that, we need that's a police state with people stopping, with cops stopping cars all the time because it has positive results. You know who told me? The cops. What well, if the they did, they Sarah? What if the burglars study. put out a uh, study that said that uh, this is uh, this is all bunk and actually uh, these uh, these things cause uh, uh, cause burglaries? What did you say? The, the what? What did you say? The burglars? Well, yeah. What if the burglars put out a study that said the opposite? I mean, you shouldn't believe a study that's put out by the organization that benefits. Well, no, but they, they don't they do not do stuff like that. They're so busy. The burglars are busy concentrating on how to rob and steal. And, I admit and, that and is true. It. The burglars union is really, it's it's pretty bad. Thanks for the call, Sarah. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-free. Angie, tell me about the relationship between marijuana and addiction here. Okay. Um, give me a minute. <laughs> the, I know it's... Uh, I just wondered how the how the burglars how the study came upon like did they catch these sixty percent of burglars and that's why they said that they ran those stoplights or did they just interview them and say hey do you run stoplights I I I think it was just that burglaries went down um, as a result but I don't know what the you know maybe the burglars are like eh today's not a good day to burglarize because the cops are out and I just got stopped so I think I'll go someplace else it's and a good idea it's, it's time to I'm just going to go have a milkshake instead of burglarizing somebody's house and they just do it the next day yeah and don't run the red lights right don't run red lights when you're when you're committing home burglaries awful things yes back to um marijuana and how it has decreased the use of alcohol tobacco and other prescription drugs um, a significant amount of data. Oh, I'm sorry. I found this on thehill.com. It was published in February of this year. 
Um, A significant amount of data has been generated in recent years showing that cannabis access is associated with reduced levels of opiate use and abuse. But emerging data also indicates that many patients similarly substitute marijuana for a variety of other substances, including alcohol, tobacco, and benzodiazepines. Benzos. I've heard of benzos. I don't know what they do. Don't ask me, people. I was getting ready to ask you exactly that. Oh, no, I don't know. I have no idea. Bad thing. Uh, things, th- things that are unlikely are good for your brain. Researchers in Canada and the U.S. surveyed over 2,000 federally registered medical cannabis patients in regard to their use of cannabis and other substances. Investigators reported that nearly 70% of respondents said that they substituted cannabis for prescription medications, primarily opioids. opioids. 45% of those surveyed acknowledged substituting cannabis for alcohol, and 31% of respondents said that they used marijuana in place of tobacco. Well, um, so... Certainly, I would say that marijuana is a better choice than opiates. Of right? course. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're substituting marijuana for alcohol, it's probably a good idea. Um, in most cases, like I would guess that that's the people that are doing it are probably alcohol abusers. Just a guess. You know, I don't want to. It, rain it on does anybody's say parade. that. It says that among those who reported replacing alcohol with cannabis, 31% said they stopped using booze altogether. 37% reported reducing their intake by at least 75%. And 51% of those who reported substituting cannabis for tobacco said that they eventually ceased their tobacco use completely. I can't imagine the tobacco one. Uh, not, uh, I, you know, I smoked for years. And when I smoked, uh, mar- you know, when I smoked marijuana when younger, in my younger years, when I smoked marijuana, I, uh, I wanted to smoke tobacco more. Not less. So I don't know how that could possibly uh, figure, but it's not my, it's, it's not me. This is people reporting. Well, I find that a lot of people who I know use tobacco, they do it out of habit. So they have sure. to have something in their hand. Yep. So they could just have rolled marijuana. Exactly. Oh my God. You can't just t- wander around smoking pot. <laughs> oh my God. You're stoned all the time. Uh, your thoughts 855 450 3733. It's 855 450 free here on Free Talk Live. This is a special alert for business owners, consultants, coaches, folks planning retirement, entrepreneurs, and anyone who is saving and investing to build a financial future. You are likely aware that financial privacy for most people has recently died a miserable death. And let's face it, without privacy, there really is no security, is there? Bankrupt governments and banks on the verge of collapse are perhaps the biggest threat to your financial future today. The Lighthouse Law Club recognizes this and has been working diligently to provide safe, secure, and productive tools to ensure your privacy, your financial security, and your future financial well-being, despite the catastrophes which many people fear are looming ahead of us. Find out more with a variety of free videos on the YouTube channel for Lighthouse Law Club. Just search YouTube for Lighthouse Law Club and secure your future today. Talk live. Come on and call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. It is Mark with you. Jay. 
And Angie here. Jay joining us now. Thank you, Jay. What, uh, you're, you're running man camp there. That's what we were doing this afternoon. We had a what, a eight year old, a ten year old, and a fifteen year old, and a twenty five year old lady uh, doing some iron working. It was a good time. Excellent. Uh, you're going to be running man camp at uh, Fork Fest too. One of those one of those kids, by the way, was mine. So thanks for uh, taking care of Jack there and uh, teaching him a little bit. What what'd you guys do at man camp? Well, when Jack got at, came up to me, he's like. Whoa, this is so cool. There's a fire in there. Look at that. He's like, there's an anvil. And then he grabs a hammer and he goes, I hear this sound in Minecraft. Tink, tink, tink. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, he um, he was a little excited when he showed up. And, forging. Uh, we, uh, so we made a, uh, um, uh, the 15-year-old uh, made a, 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 a riveted coat hanger. Uh, we did, uh, we made rivets out of uh, round stock and hot riveted it and he, and he forged all the hooks. And, um, then we made a, a couple of, uh, hanging, uh, basket holders Yep. and the kids, uh, you know, forged them and they twisted them and they punched holes through and they were, uh, and the eight year old that was there, he came out and he goes, how are we going to bend steel? He says, I go, we're going to get it hot. He goes, I know you can't cool. use, uh, airplane fuel. I, I know that. <laughs> no, we use propane and oxygen. Okay, good. So if you are interested in uh, band camp or really uh, a whole bunch of other activities that, that are going to be going on at ForkFest 2019, please join us June 13th through the 18th for ForkFest at Rogers Campground in beautiful the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is... Uh, you know, just before the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and you're invited to come and create whatever experience you'd like to have. It's decentralized. No one's in charge, and it's up to you to create what happens, or just relax and go camping, like I'm going to do uh, with other Liberty lovers. So I'll be running a radio show too, but uh, that's that's plenty for me. Go to forkfest.party. That's the website, forkfest.party. And we've got an unofficial Telegram chat or the forum, and you can connect with other Forkfesters. Forkfest.party party so angie is reading an interesting article here about how apparently marijuana this is anecdotal but uh it seems to be helping people get off of opioids alcohol tobacco these are some of the most addictive substances on the planet and marijuana is helping with that i realize these people are getting stoned in the process i know they are getting stoned but isn't it better to get stoned than to have a heroin habit? Um, well, I completely agree. You're not going to run off the road into a tree stoned. You might go a little slow, but that's okay. Yeah, it's probably best if you just don't consume mind-altering substances and get in a car. But the studies do show that people who've smoked a little marijuana are probably better off than people who've, I don't know, uh Shot a little heroin, just a guess on my mind. I haven't seen any passed out with their children in the back seat stoned. Right, so. right. That's uh, that's bad. When when I uh, was out in Colorado, um, as many people know, I was out there for about two years, and I've been going out there most of my adult life for you know a month or so uh, to work for my stepfather during harvest season. And there was this uh, fella, this young guy, he was like twenty two. He was uh, a part time sheriff deputy. And he worked with us part-time. He was also a farm kid. And he was pretty much, um, you know, he wasn't really against, like, the whole, de- you know, legalization of recreational cannabis. Uh, 
definitely his union was, and he was basically directed to vote against it. And he said that a lot of the money in the union was, you know, a lot of uh, uh, police union and um, law enforcement, you know, types were very much against it. And we had a lot of conversations about this stuff, uh, you know, prior to and during and after, you know, the whole like vote thing. And, and the last, um, he would work with us just in September, by the way, this guy. So, but I worked beside him for like a month straight and he was like, yeah, he's like, uh, just not finding that like the heroin we're not making the heroin bus that that we were you know previous to the uh legalization and then the next year he had said yeah we've like we're one of the lowest uh heroin use states uh now he's saying and he goes i think it's because people are you know just not getting into it because they have um uh options they're not being prescribed opiates when they can go to the store and just buy cannabis butter and his his brother started using cannabis butter, and he was like, he kind of came around. Yeah, I see that uh, th- that many people use uh, you know different types of marijuana, you know, m- marijuana in different forms to treat pain. Uh, you know, I, I may maybe that works. I don't know. I'm no doctor. What do I know? Uh, I can only presume that it does. And if it does, and it keeps them from using, I don't know, uh, societally destroying things like uh, heroin I, I get it in an op, in, a, in an optimal world some many people would believe that nobody uses a mind-altering substance ever right now some people in an optimal world would use a mind-altering substance all the time but you know um yeah the the the, the, the goody goodies right the the respectables out there many of them would say you know none of us should use it any of it anytime but you have to if even if you uh ascribe to that uh, you probably believe that some are better than others. And the best I can tell is is that the human primate is going to use mind-altering substances. I would say food and water are mind-altering substance. Don't give anybody water for three days and see what happens. Oh, they go bananas. Right. Sleep. And then they get the water, and then they're, and they're good. Just people get, uh, you know, if you don't eat for 18 or 20 hours, some people get cranky. Some people get sleepy. And then when they eat, you know, they're in a different mindset. So... It's everywhere. I, I, I suppose. I mean, I can see why. Uh, I can see your point, and I can see how other people say otherwise. But, um, you know, to me, when we look at uh, marijuana, you know, maybe smoking it isn't the best idea, but there's lots and lots of different ways to take this uh, mind-altering substance now. And sometimes we can, uh, you know, take some of that away. You can breed it out. You can get some of the other health benefits. I don't know. All I'm going to say is, is that I'm willing to listen at this point on the medical value of marijuana. Um, Well, the article continues. It says that this study is not the first of its kind, and it's not unique. A 2017 study of medical medical cannabis patients similarly reported that 25% of the cohort reported substituting cannabis for alcohol, while 12% substituted it for tobacco. A 2015 paper published in the journal Drug and Alcohol Review also reported that over half of patient surveys substituted marijuana in lieu of alcohol. A placebo-controlled clinical trial performed by researchers at London's University College. Before you go on, yep. uh, so I can only imagine. So alcohol has been rated as one of the most destructive drugs to society, and it's probably its pervasiveness. Um, you know, it's not like you take one, you, dr- you drink one cocktail, and suddenly your life falls apart. Uh, nobody's going to claim that. But then again, if you smoke one joint. Your life's not going to fall apart, nope. and nobody's going to claim that. Yep. Um, 
Uh, maybe if you shoot heroin up one time, your life will fall apart. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to, you know, comment on They say on if that. you try it, you're hooked. I, I have heard those sorts of things. I took uh, a prescribed opiate one time. It wasn't prescribed to me, actually. That's inaccurate. I took a pharmaceutical opiate one time from a friend as I was going to the hospital for an injury. And suddenly, like the injury, it was pain, right? It was, it was the pain that was driving me to the hospital, not the uh, there was no bleeding out or anything. Um, suddenly taking that, I'm like, uh, I think I'll be fine. Let's go home. Let me tell you about my childhood, right? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> it changed everything. So as a painkiller, it worked. But had- I realized in that moment, I am never going to take this. That's, that was the most painful experience of my life when my eardrum ruptured um, oh. from uh, diving. And uh, I, I, I'm only going to take this when my pain threshold reaches 9 or 10. That's the only time I'm going to take these things because if I take them otherwise, it's going to be bad news for Mark. So what are your thoughts on people using marijuana to, well, I don't know, stop using bad stuff? Deal with chronic pain. Yeah. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Talk about whatever's on your mind here on this live edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. Jay. Angie here. 855-450-3733. We're talking about an article that you found that apparently people are, with with a great deal of success, uh, at least they're, they're, they're promoting statistics here, uh, with a great deal of success using marijuana to kick habits like heroin, tobacco, alcohol, and as far as I'm concerned, if you're kicking bad habits like that, how you do it, not that big of a concern to me. Well, the article talks about studies and it indicates that legal cannabis access is associated with reductions in overall prescription drug spending. While much of this reduction is the result of reduced use of opioids, studies also report decreases in patients' consumptions of other prescription drugs such as sleep aids, antidepressants, and anti-anxiety medications. Yeah, for those out there that don't think marijuana should be legal, if people are using marijuana instead of using opioids, you know, oxycodone and fentanyl and, you know, whatever, I don't even know what, I don't know what all these things are. I'm not a doctor, but those things are pretty dangerous. Don't we want people using a substance that there are no reported deaths uh, from overdoses of marijuana? Not one. Um, you know, I mean, do some people smoke too much marijuana and just whittle their lives away or whatever? I guess I hear that. I don't know. I mean, I certainly met in my 20s uh, lots of losers that smoked marijuana, but I met a lot of losers and some of them didn't smoke marijuana. Right. So, you know, it could just be being a young male in your early 20s. That's the issue. Um, or it could be associated. Right. Maybe losers smoke marijuana. I don't know. But. I think that when we're talking about pain treatment and stuff like that, it took a long time for Florida to pass medical marijuana. I mean, they just kept on fighting it and fighting it. All the old people there are like, ah, 
Check but, opioids. And a pharmaceutical. I mean, cannabis, people being able to grow cannabis in their own yard is literally going to put a huge, huge damper on the pharmaceutical industry. They are going to lose. The opiates make, you know, tons of money. And it's, you know, it's just such a surplus of heroin now because you have the U.S. government over there making sure it's cultivated. You know, they, they're making sure it's growing and they're yep. helping harvest it and they're shipping it directly into this country and into Europe. That's why heroin, street heroin, is tre- cheaper than, than weed in, in, in a lot of places, this, especially where cannabis is illegal. Like, like here in New Hampshire, there's like a big heroin problem going on and it's literally because... I believe it's because, first off, the heroin's legal, and second off, because cannabis is illegal. Hmm. I know a construction worker, who a uh, local guy in Manchester, who um, literally started, got hooked on heroin because he failed a whiz quiz while working construction. They got uh, a DOT check, and they were told to pee in a cup, and THC so- showed up in his urine, and they uh, pulled his CDL for... A, a certain amount of, th- or his health card or something, and he had a, a, a banged up shoulder, and they're basically like, uh, well, if you can pass the test again and, you know... You get your CDL you back. You get your CDL back, right. so he started taking Vicodins, is what he told me, and then now he's a full-blown, like, dude injecting nat- poison into his arm, because yeah. the problem is the Vicodin just numbs the pain, and the opiates numb the pain, and then they need more... Well, let me ask. Uh, let me ask you this. I mean, there are certainly states where um, marijuana is legal. And what about the people with CDLs there? I mean, don't they test them the same way? So I definitely knew some CDL truck drivers in Colorado that were cannabis users. Okay. And the thing is, is they were pretty good about either avoiding it, and this just happened because it was the um, random drug test. Uh, it was a. Um, they were going down the road, and there was a, a DOT scale, and they pulled open, and they just happened to be like, yep, you guys are peeing in a cup. Wow. Because um, they can do that. Yeah. And yeah. So, 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 and I know plenty of guys with CDL who, who use cannabis, and they're just, um, you know, careful about peeing in a cup. Hope it, hoping that doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Well, uh, what can I tell you? And I know there is talk in Colorado about, you know, on a state level, like a Home Depot just couldn't hire anybody, right? Yeah, and, and who's going to drive? Who's going to drive the forklift at Home Depot? Well, just just even to run a cash register, or or to you know stand there and you know point to somebody where the half inch pipe fittings are. They want everyone to pass that, and they had like you know must uh, must be able to pass a, a, a urine test. It would say like right at the help wanted, and they're offering like seventeen bucks an hour, and um, and, and I believe in. I might have heard it right here on this show, actually, but somewhere there was a report where, like, Home Depot's, like, ditched, like, changed their stuff because they just couldn't get anybody to work, like, in literally around Denver, Colorado. I remember working at the radio. I worked at a few radio stations, but one of the radio stations I worked at at the time, uh, the joke was, if they did a urinalysis uh, on everybody here, we'd have to fire 75% of the staff. And I'm like, not me. <laughs> but, I, you know, what are you going to do with one guy? Uh, you know, when I lived in Western Mass for pretty much since I was a teenager, right up until, you know, two years ago when I was living there, three years ago, there's a local construction company and they would literally call me, hey, can can, can you and your brothers like uh, pee in some cups for us? We need them tomorrow morning. Yeah, we need some urine. Yep. Yeah. I had a friend who 
would come and get my urine sometimes yep. uh, to avoid the tests. I, yeah, I'm sure, sure, man, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted him, you know, his his life to be better, and so you know, he was at drug court and having to deal with that stuff. The article continues and says a 2019 study by a team of Canadian researchers reported that the use of marijuana is associated with the discontinuation of benzodiazepines. In their study, 146 subjects, the initiation of medical cannabis resulted in significant and sustained reductions in patient use of drugs. So benzos, as they're they're known, I guess, uh, because nobody wants to... I don't really know what a benzo is. No, actually. I just heard the word. I no, mean, I don't. I know it's a drug that people use, and I don't really know anything beyond that. I'll have to Google that, or yeah. unless you want to tell me. No, I, that's, we were talking about it earlier. Yep. I don't know. Um, I do know that for chronic pain, you can use CBD oil, and I know people who have used it successfully instead of taking uh, the Vicodins or the Oxycodons or whatever they're called. Well, our body has, like, tremendous amount of cbd receptors mm-hmm. uh, i have a friend in colorado um and he his um if i can plug his website he, he's got a non-profit it's called farms not farms so it's f-a-r-m-s not p-h-a-r-m-s gotcha uh, farms not pharmaceuticals and it, it's gorilla healers might be as part of the website too but this guy extracted hemp uh from for cbd and like i worked with another guy who was um uh, he gets the seizures. I forget what that's called. Uh, slipping my mind. Uh, but anyways, like his this dude like on CBD was like really really good, and uh, and he he's like, but he he would have like these seizures while he sleeps, mm-hmm. and he would have headaches the next day and be miserable and cranky. And when he was on a CBD oil, he's like, I don't know, I didn't have any seizures last night. And he knew he didn't have any because he didn't wake up with a headache. And he was on heavy duty meds. And uh, but yeah, they um anti-rejection for organs i know a lady out there who had a, a kidney done and and uh, she got off the anti-rejection meds and their doctor's like you're gonna die if you take cbd and don't take the meds and they would fill her with all kinds of fud you know fear uncertainty and yeah, doubt sure and it, it yeah it's just and the thing is with cannabis uh, with the cbd is our bodies have so much inflammation and are designed to receive cbd if you look at when you see uh cannabis was basically made illegal by you know Rockefellers and um, J.P. Morgan first and, and was, uh, uh, highly involved because he had a bunch of pine forests. Right, didn't like the paper. The idea of people making paper out of uh, hemp and plants. Dow Chemical. Um, you know uh, Henry Ford actually did a deal with Rudolph Diesel specifically to run diesel engines in the Ford cars after they made alcohol illegal because the Henry Ford's cars were designed to run on alcohol. Yep. Alcohol is a great fuel. It sure is. Hemp is a great fuel, and and Henry Ford do that. And Henry Ford was really against. Um, these basically jp morgan had heavily in you know invested in all this stuff and didn't want um you know his investments being you know basically destroyed by by the hemp industry right yeah you know this is what rich people often do is use their uh money power and influence to to get what they want and that's what happened and we're still living with the ramifications today now um you know rent seeking has sprung up around it rent seeking being people that wish to profit off of a um uh, manipulation of the marketplace. So uh, marijuana being made illegal is a manipulation of the marketplace. Right. Rent seekers that profit off of this um, are, well, I don't know, illegal drug purveyors and cops. Lawyers, the criminal industrialists, the, yep. the, the prison industrial complex. Yep. The- By the way, uh, benzodiazepine, uh, some of the brands are Xanax, 
Ativan okay. and Valium. So I've heard of those, and I guess they're sedatives um, intended to uh, treat anxiety and that sort of thing. Perfect. There you go. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. free to call in and talk live here on the air. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie here. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. And I found a story today that, uh, well, I, I know nothing of this stuff, but um, it was from theblaze.com. I, I think I found it on uh, Facebook. Somebody had posted this. And I, I'm not – let me read it to you before I start commenting at all. Instagram star – quotation marks uh, – sobs in viral video at idea of having to get a real job after her account was deleted. I'm not work material – in quotation marks. Video of a 21-year-old social media influencer crying hysterically about not wanting to enter the workforce is going viral on the internet. In the video, Jesse Taylor of Tampa, Florida, yells at, cries to, and warns her followers against reporting her account. Taylor says her previous account, which had over 100,000 followers, was deleted after people allegedly reported the account for being spam. In the video, which she shared on YouTube, Taylor, who now apparently lives in Los Angeles, just uh, to be an Instagram star... Does anybody have any idea why living in Los Angeles is beneficial to be being nope. a star on Instagram? No idea. I have heard of people living in Los Angeles uh, for the purpose of sort of being around other streamers. Uh, these are people that uh, make money streaming video mm-hmm. of themselves, and I guess Instagram is just pictures generally. But uh, you know, whatever. Maybe there's something going on in LA I don't know about. Uh, whatever it is, I know it. I know it involves traffic, and I'm not interested. Los Angeles is fine to visit. I don't want to live there. I remember going through one time and seeing like rats scurrying across the street between trash cans. So no thanks. Not dealing with this. And again, I've lived on a pig farm and there were rats there too. So so whatever. <laughs> um, so she can be seen, seen openly sobbing at the prospect of having to perform like a normal adult in the real workforce. She adds that her biggest fear is that she'll end up a drug addicted prostitute living on the streets if she can't be an Internet star. I'm nothing without my following, she cries. I'm nothing without my following. Taylor, who apparently went to college and previously worked at McDonald's, says that, uh, by the way, I worked at Burger King. Nothing wrong with that. She's 21. It's not like she's had a lot of time to build a career. Uh, The fact that she's got 100,000 followers on Instagram, I imagine, is probably a pretty good thing. I don't know how you turn that into money, but whatever. Uh, She says she's in debt and has no skills. I want... 
to say every uh, to everybody that's been reporting me, think twice because you're ruining my life because I make all of my money online, all of it. I don't want to lose that. She wept. The people who work nine the people who work nine to five. That's not me. I'm in L.A. to not be like that. She insisted. Taylor, who admitted to being a former sex worker, said that she simply couldn't go back to that life. I was an effing prostitute. I used to strip every single day. I don't even do that. I don't do that S anymore uh, because I make all my money online. I don't want to go back to that life. So what she's probably doing on Instagram is like, uh, you know, showing, you know, her boobs and, you know, naked pics. And there's something close to naked pics. And what we used to call cheesecake. Can you throw? Can you show naked pics on there? Uh, just definitely, I do know a couple of girls that, like, they are making a living, literally, like, yeah, sh- sending well, nudes to, 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 to right, dudes so that have, doing, like, subscriptions. They're using their Instagram to advertise their wares, and yep. then the, the wares themselves are the actual pictures of areolas and vulvas, right? Um, whereas you can't show those things online. So basically what they do is, like, so someone will pay a subscription, like, 40 bucks a month. And they'll get like a, a boob shot texted to them every day. Or there's like premium packages where they'll get like, you know, a boob and a, and a, and a vag shot every day and, you know, and she'll, whatever. She'll send, you, she'll send you a text saying um, nice things to you or whatever, right? Uh, so and it's mostly so who, mostly who Asian guys. Bucks? Like who would get the 40 bucks? Does Instagram get a part or does oh, she no, get no, like no. all of it? So like, well, I, I've been like, well, you guys should be accepting cryptocurrency <laughs> because one of the girls I know, literally her PayPal, she she started doing it. She's an attractive young lady and her PayPal, like, you know, gets like $5,000 all of a sudden in one month. So PayPal just shuts her off. You know what? Why are you getting all this money? What are you doing? You know, explain yourself. And I'm like, see, you need you need to accept Bitcoin. There you go. And uh, I I'm not 100 percent sure if that particular girl is still doing it, but there's definitely a couple other girls uh, that I I know that are. One girl is actually like 43, and she's doing it. This is basically what I'm trying to stay to say here is is that I don't um I'm Blaze is putting this up because they're sort of uh you know trying to shame this lady for not wanting to work like the rest of us. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care. You know, however you make your money yeah, is how you make your money. She knows how the candle makers feel uh, felt when the uh, like electric light bulb became popular. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, ultimately, her problem is is that she's relying on platforms like Instagram, YouTube, or whatever to make her money, and she, uh, well, <laughs> um, she we do, we. As a society, consume these platforms that are very centralized and um, you know can shut you off in an instant. Yep, that's the big problem here. Is is that you know with if Free Talk Live, for instance, um, we're pretty decentralized, but there are some radio stations if they cut us off, that'd be bad. Uh, we wouldn't be very happy about that. We've lost some big stations in the past. No big deal. Um, I mean, it's you know it's a big deal, but no no earth shattering consequence to us. Um, there's, you know, YouTube could cut us off, which wouldn't be terrible uh, or anything. We don't get a lot of views on our YouTube channel. The reason being is, is, uh, it's just a live feed that you can see at Twitch, youtube.freetalklive.com, but you can see the same thing in better quality at twitch.freetalklive.com. Twitch could cut us off too, if they wanted to. The problem is, is that we, um, we on the internet accept these very centralized, uh, companies and, 
it's just okay. And this is what she's doing. She's feeling the heat here. She probably doesn't understand that's the problem. She's trying to get people to not report her count as spam. Um, my guess is she's one of these uh, that, uh, you know, if uh, on Facebook they'll find you and say, uh, fi- they'll find the men and say, hey, you want to see pictures of my, my pictures online? Oh, yeah. Go to this link. And yep. then, you know, I've, I guess I've never clicked the link that I can think of. That's actually one of the reasons I... When I got a new phone a couple of years ago, I never put Instagram on back on it because I started like getting these like, hey, hey, cutie, checked uh, out some of your pictures. No, you didn't. Um, and, <laughs> uh, you know, or, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm looking to flirt, you know, yeah. some you know no, cute not. girl and <laughs> all this stuff. And so but at 21 <laughs> years old is a really good opportune time for a career change. Agreed. It's not like you're 50 years old and you know, and your retirement's all wrapped up in General Motors or something, and they go bankrupt. That's when you're in trouble, and your and your retirement gets all sucked up, and you got nothing, you know, and 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 you've been living beyond your means your whole life, you know. I would uh, recommend that she have a fallback career. Uh, that that's uh, for certain, and that uh, everybody should. Let's get that debt paid off, young lady. Um, you and know. how much debt can she be in at 21 years old? Oh, oh. It's, it's stupid. I I. I presume that she's probably better off than most people who've uh, signed student uh, student aid yep. forms. Uh, but basically, if you go to college, you could be very at twenty one. You could be many tens of thousands of dollars in debt at this point. Does it say what her degree is in, or did she? Oh graduate? no, 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 no. I I think her degree is in uh, hooking. Uh, <laughs> so there's her fallback. Yes, in, in two thousand four, she doesn't want to do that. Uh, so I was about twenty four years old. I remember my friend was definitely twenty four. We went to high school together. And he had $75,000 in debt, not including his um, student loans. But he had bought a brand new car when he was 18. And then he had uh, bought another brand new car like two years later. He had every stupid, ridiculous electric electric gizmo toy thing, iPad, MacBook, whatever, a credit card, credit card, compounding interest, compounding interest. He's if living, with, he's living with his mom. Yeah, <laughs> well. And... 70 I was crazy I, and, and he's coming with me to throw hay because his college degree wasn't worth anything to do whatever he went to school for what was his degree in I think it was in communications he does have a radio gig now though okay <laughs> well, yeah he went to school as a radio for guy I recommend against those communications degrees honestly 855-450-3733 Eight, everybody gets those things uh, the expectation they're going to be a TV newscaster 855-450 free on free talk live Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. The number is 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie here. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, the Edge Wallet. Yeah, well, they didn't exactly name it after me. But uh, the designer, Paul Pui, did uh, did tell me about it before it was even premiered. I knew the Edge Wallet was coming before the Edge Wallet existed. It's a fun name. Um, you know, people like it. One of the reasons I picked it. But uh, the Edge Wallet's available on iOS and Android. You can uh, write in the Edge Wallet. You can use it to buy, sell, and trade, and securely hold numerous cryptocurrencies. Ones you wouldn't expect. Ones like uh, Monero and Ripple. 
Stellar, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, um, all the ERC-20, not all the ERC-20 tokens, lots of ERC-20 tokens. I mean, when I say numerous, I can't go through and explain how many different tokens you can put on the Edge wallet. Um, the Edge wallet is designed by a veteran team. They've been building uh, cryptocurrency software wallets specifically since 2014. And you can go get it like I have. Uh, I enjoy the Edge wallet and think it, uh, it's been working pretty well for me. Edge.app. It's edge.app, as in application. That's what that's short for. So you can go and secure your freedom with edge.app. What I love about the Edge wallet is that not only can you pretty much do everything you need to do, buy, sell, trade, hold your cryptocurrencies, pretty much any of them in the Edge uh, wallet app, but instead of having to write down this mnemonic is what they call it, a bunch of uh, words that secure your tokens, you do it with a username and password. They make it much easier, and you control your own currency. This is uh, this is not it's not held on their servers or anything like that. This is your stuff, and you can choose not to even back up your password with them, and then you're completely secure. They, you don't have to worry about uh, you know anybody's servers. But that's I didn't do that. I chose not to do that. I, I'm like, yeah, fine, I'll take that. But you don't have to write down 24 words, um, and it makes it a lot easier. Just a username and password, and that's awesome. And you've got your own your your own coins. So edge.app, please go and download that now. You get to uh, secure your freedom and, uh, well, start in the exciting world of cryptocurrencies. Let's go to Bobby calling in on the Discord line. Bobby, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Bobby, can you hear me now? Well, got some kind of audio issue going on there on the uh, Discord line. Let's go to Matthew calling in from Louisiana on the regular lines. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, uh, gentlemen and ladies. Uh, so the uh, answer to the question Saturday, what was the sovereignty of the United States established? I'd say it is when we signed the treaty with Great Britain ending the uh, War of Independence. So when was uh, the sovereignty of the United States established was the uh, – uh, was the question okay? Right, that that was the question I believe Ian asked. Now the uh, thing about the marijuana is everybody in my family wants marijuana to become legal, either you know recreationally or medically, because they they basically all have a lot of chronic pain. Okay, the thing that concerns me, yeah, sure, is uh, isn't marijuana an appetite stimulant? I don't know about that, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean that's what it's known for. Specific strands actually can either stimulate or suppress appetite, from what I understand. And and, and, and that's the okay. thing is, you know, the whole cannabis, you know, world has been so taboo for a long time, and there's such little, you know. Uh, exploration has really been done on it by like you know actual labs and and, and whatnot and and even the government when they did their studies on it they didn't even want to publish it they wanted to keep it hush hush because they found all the benefits of it but you know in Colorado you can walk in some um you know in some cannabis uh, retail uh, establishments and you can literally be like yeah you know I I, I need uh you know to in- increase my appetite or I want to decrease my appetite or I have you know a shoulder pain or I have anxiety or I have this and they will like literally guide you to like certain strands that have claims and then you, you try it out and you see 
Okay, well, that that is good to know because um, part of the uh, the challenge is that they, uh, you know, you were talking about people being um, food being a mind altering substance. Well, many many members of my family are evidence of that. <laughs> well, I will point this out, Matthew. Alcohol uh, consumption also increases sort of uh, bad nutritional choices, uh, you know, too. People tend to get hungrier when they drink and, and that kind of thing. I'm not saying that. Um, I, I'm not saying that, look, I'm not here saying that marijuana is delightful in all ways or anything like that. I'm simply saying that compared to what we got, it seems like a better choice. Well, everything has side effects, including flying. Flying? The side effects of flying yeah, are getting where you want to be and uh, when what? <laughs> well, there is a risk, you know. Sometimes yeah, there's a risk. The flight ends abruptly. Sometimes it does. Every every landing's a crash. It just depends on, uh, you know, how controlled it is. How one. fast and how far. Ciao. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Matthew. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. Let's go back to the Discord lines and see if we can get Bobby on here. I think we've tried something else out. Bobby, are you in front, you're on the, the free talk? Yes, line. sir. Okay, guys. Thanks. Now, um, let's get to it. Um, what I was wanting to say is, in Florida, um, uh, you've heard of Morgan and Morgan because you used to live around here in Florida. Yeah, Anybody Morgan and Morgan is a really big uh, lawyer in operation down in uh, liars, as we call them uh, down in Florida. Um, down in, in, in there are liars everywhere, but around the whole globe. Actually, I like um, uh, I, I can't remember his first John Morgan. Um, I, yes, I, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with that guy. Uh, really, I think he's done some some great work. But he used to be he used to have a law firm back in the 80s when I was a kid, and the ads were on so much that I can remember them from when I would never have ever call the lawyer's office but i remember morgan calling in gilbert uh, because for the people right like he's he still has the same line for the people yeah. morgan and morgan right. for the people anyways he spent 10 million dollars on getting marijuana legalization he was the one who actually helped yep. push and get the medical marijuana but now i make you a bet he's i don't know now, this is just hyperbole maybe he you know had uh, some medical marijuana the uh, well, you know, uh, companies uh, that uh, uh, he could probably make money off of. I'm sure he wouldn't have spent $10 million, like he said in the commercial, just to help, you know, sick people, you know, feel better. Yeah, but I don't I'm know what his uh, motivation it. was, you know, but... I- uh, I mean, I can tell you that there are plenty of organizations that spent money to keep it illegal for their purposes, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a great business for lawyers when it's illegal to do something. <laughs> well, he actually, um, he's what's known in the industry as an ambulance chaser. He's looking for slip and falls, uh, accidents, those kind of things. But, you know, he's got a lot of sway, and he's got a system, and it works. I've Jay, how is the fishing in New Hampshire? I'm here in Florida, and, you know, that's the only thing I think I would miss. Freshwater um, or salt? I I, I actually haven't done any fishing, but I hear there's some really good charters that go out of Portsmouth, and guys have a great time doing that on the ocean. Uh, You know, people people at my lake are fishing. Yep, there's plenty of lakes. There's uh, the people on my lake are fishing all the time. Thanks for the call, Bobby. Appreciate it. 
855-450-3733. That's 855-450-3733. Bitcoin.com wants you to know about SaveItPurse.com. Since launching in 2014, over 200,000 users have saved an average of 15% for a combined $4 million using Bitcoin, or BTC. And now, you can use Bitcoin Cash, BCH, to fund your account. You can save between 5 to 33% on things you're going to buy anyway when you shop using SaveItPurse.com. Add items to your cart. Fund your account, select your discount, and save. Saveitpurse.com. Save atpurse.com. Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Do you have a retail establishment? Would you like to accept cryptocurrency? Would you like to add be added to a map of businesses that accept cryptocurrency so that people who want to spend cryptocurrency will be able to come find you and spend money with you that probably wouldn't otherwise do that? Well, the best thing for you to do is just, well, first off, the map's at uh, map.anypay.global, but go to helpmetakebitcoin.com. It's helpmetakebitcoin.com. Uh, there you'll you'll see the easy setup. Really, it all comes down to setting up your wallet, um, which you can use uh, any wallet. I, I recommend Edge Wallet, edge.app. But you set up a wallet, and then after that, the setup is extraordinarily easy. But HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com has everything explained and as easy as you can. You're going to have it uh, more or less. The most difficult part is having a tablet or integrating into your uh, point of sale uh, software right there at the register. AnyPay.Global is the website. And they've got uh, Bitcoin, Dash, uh, Zcash, Bitcoin Cash, um, lots of options there for you. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. You, you will get new customers brand new customers you never had before if you accept bitcoin uh, all the places that i've helped set up with bitcoin between uh, denver and here and even some uh you know remotely that i've uh you know just because i talk about it all, all the time uh they get new faces into their establishments and one of the things i do i always go like look on either any coin map or whatever there's a whole bunch of different websites uh or somebody's Bitcoin wallets, they'll have an actual like where where can I spend Bitcoin, yep. you know, locator in them, and uh, those are always usually my first choices anytime I go to like somewhere new uh, when I'm on the road or wherever. If I can use Bitcoin, I do. And customers that spe- that use cryptocurrency are also more likely to uh, repeat because there's not that many places in town where they can use crypto. Yep. So they they tend to, to stick around. Now they don't have the business doesn't have to be in New Hampshire, right? It can be anywhere, any state. That's right. Anypay.global. <laughs> so Perfect. any place. Uh, I presume it has to be in English, but maybe they can you know figure it out from there. I have a friend who has a pizza joint in Vermont who is asking about it, so I'll definitely point her that direction. Help me take Bitcoin.com ought to help her out. So uh, going on with this article from TheBlaze.com where they're shaming this uh, uh, poor lady who apparently makes some kind of living on Instagram. I don't know what kind of living she makes, but uh, going on, um, she pleads in her video for people to stop – uh, reporting her account for spam. Now, I don't know what she's doing that's getting her re- reported for spam. I'm not claiming that. I'm just saying that you probably 
should back up your accounts with more decentralized options because basically these big platforms like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, these kind of things, um, if you build a living on these and they decide for whatever reason you got to go, there's not much you can do. And they should probably get, you know, use some any pay or understand you go to Bitcoin.com and learn about cryptocurrency. Any of these people who are doing these, you know, making their money on it, because what happens is PayPal is shutting them down. Right. As soon as PayPal shuts you down, all the others. Right. So got to have a backup for everything. Right. PewDiePie, the the biggest producer apparently on YouTube, or at least somebody said he said that's what he was. I don't know. Uh, he Biggest influencer there. He's now moved over to DLive.com, where Free Talk Live just opened an account. So um, I suspect you can figure that out at DLive.FreeTalkLive.com. That's DLive.FreeTalkLive.com. I'm getting a nod from Ian. He's not uh, freaking out, so I guess I'm right. So is there a way to see like how many... Um, like the PewDiePie is how you say it with a P. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Uh, so he's got hundreds of thousands of probably millions. followers. Probably millions. So I, I wonder how many of them actually moved over to um, uh, the, the new platform there, DLive. Is that what's called? Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine quite a few did in the first day. Put out a video on YouTube saying I'm out of here, and he went and uh, cool. So uh, that's a pretty big deal. And then. You know, but probably more people will find it, and over the next course of the next few days, a lot of people uh, migrate over, and a lot of them won't. A lot of people uh, just like the platform. Uh, you know, it, it continues. It's a good platform. It continues to feed you uh, content as you go, and it's somewhat mildly related to the last thing you watched. And you know, you start out watching something on the War of eighteen twelve, and pretty soon you've uh, figured out how to dress your chicken up for the prom. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> God knows how it how it happens, but it does. So here you go. Uh, she says, I'm not work material. I'll never be work material. Stop effing reporting me on me mother effing Instagram, uh, she warned on uh, mother effing Instagram. The, I love how the blaze.com goes and uh, bleeps out the uh, the F word here. I mean, it's the Internet, Blaze. You can write whatever you want, and everybody knows what you're saying anyway. It's not like you're softening it for the uh, the old Republicans who are going to read this. I have to do it on the the radio, but I, I've I've heard this word that begins with an F before. I think I know what she's talking about when she calls somebody a mother effer. Um, the last thing I want is to be a homeless prostitute on the effing street doing meth. <laughs> how is how are how are you going to get to doing meth? All right, that's the last thing I effing want. So do not uh, do stop effing trying to ruin my life. According to the Daily Mail, Taylor's uh, other accounts, Twitter, Facebook, have between 3,000 and 4,000 followers apiece. Facebook, 3,000? Jeez. Jeez, I think we got 88,000 on Free Talk Live. and Well, nobody ever wants to see me with my pants off anyway, so I guess it's not a, not a thing. You have to have to convince Mrs. Edgington, for God's sake. So, <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, if you want a little advice in that arena, wash dishes. That's the best advice I can give you. <laughs> I, I I installed a dishwasher. Uh, my wife cut her thumb the other day, uh-huh. and uh, she's like, "You gotta do the dishes." And I had I bought a little dishwasher and I had it sitting there, and just you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna spend 20 minutes doing dishes, or I'm gonna spend two hours installing a dishwasher. Uh, I spent like eight hours installing a dishwasher, oh, God. <laughs> but I got it done. <laughs> I got a goofy house, so nothing fits right in it. And so you still had to wash the dishes? Uh, well, no, I I got the dishwasher installed, then loaded it up and, you know, found a little water leak and pulled it back out, you know, took all the dishes out, pulled it back out, fixed As the leak. As one has to. 
And uh, it's all good now, though. There you go. Um, I, you know, I mean, I feel uh, bad for this lady in the sense that she probably doesn't. We just don't live in a world where there's decentralized options for her. She is, uh, you know, stuck in a world where if she wants to do this, which I presume has taken um, scanty, scantily clad pictures for, uh, you know, lonely men on the internet, it, that it, and that's a it's a fine job if you can get if you get the work, you know, get the work. Just like I said, when I get solicited on my Facebook. From some girl who's like, you know, got a couple of cute pics and is like, sends me you presume it's a, a girl. message. <laughs> I presume it's a bot. <laughs> and I report it as spam because it's annoying. Yeah. On, I, I presume all of that, too. And I don't know if she was doing that and uh, trying to find new people and that kind of thing, if that was her marketing uh, gimmick, in which case it's it's I feel less bad for her because, well, she's in an arena full of people who are doing the same thing. I presume whenever I get a message on Facebook, uh, Angie, what's it like for you? You're on Facebook. Um, who, who's sending you messages that you don't want? Oh, a lot. I have friend requests, probably 20 or 30 a day from random men. Random men. And I, I will go. And if I have common friends, I'll check them out. And yep. um, and I, a lot of people send me messages saying, hi, cutie, hi, sexy. I mean, just tons of crap. Right. And you just you look at it, delete it and block them. I presume in your case that, um, you know, that you're a very attractive woman. Um, I presume in your case that these are like leg- some of them are legitimate men. Oh, I'm sure their accounts look, you know, real. They don't look like they're fake people. Now, I do get on the occasion, you know, the Chinese lady who says, you know, hey, cutie, come check me out. And there's like two pictures and like two friends. And yeah, I get I get probably three of those a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Those are those are very rare for me. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's the difference between being uh, ch- checking male and checking female on the internet. I also spam uh, when it's like, New Hampshire Department of Corrections is looking to hire prison guards. I, I click spam on that one, too. because I... <laughs> <laughs> 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. talk about whatever's on your mind it's mark with you yay and angie here let's just go straight to the phones guys we got free market penguin on the line on the discord line free market penguin you're on free talk live hey yo yo um i wanted to call first of all um you were talking about the instagram influencer and um yeah i mean there's all kinds of ways you can make money doing that besides you know getting like lonely guys to uh send you some money so can you tell me all about the uh ways that people make money on instagram because i presume i've never ever been on instagram but i ever had an account or anything like that but um yeah i mean people become influencers so once you have a certain number of followers like companies will sponsor you to feature their products and that's how like new companies and established companies kind of get their name out there and their pro- their new products out there because you become influential in, in popular culture and consumer culture so well I, I can tell you this basically. there was one article about i think it was a uh, like a filipino um uh what what is it it's uh, some kind of resort that's like um hey all you influencers stop contacting us about free rooms or something they're like you know yeah yeah 
So like a restaurant will open like in LA, like this is why she went and moved to LA. It's like a restaurant will open in LA and they'll give like free meals to these people because they're okay. going to document it and put it on Instagram. And then all of a sudden, like people are going to, it's an aspirational thing. People okay. are just going to show up. So I, they, you know, I want a packed house as a podcaster with, uh, you know, more than a hundred thousand downloads per month. I can say that, yes, uh, you certainly can influence people. Um, I think that a younger audience is easier to influence than an older, older audience and free talk live. You know, we probably don't specialize in the youngest of, uh, audiences out there just to guess, <laughs> but, um, yeah, by the way, uh, just in case you uh, ladies feel oppressed, it's, uh, 70% of household discretionary income, more than 70% is spent by the women. So marketers want women. They don't want men. Men might buy, might make decisions like cars, houses, things like that. But ladies make decisions for pretty much everything else. Oh, man. You need to get that um, Audi sponsorship. What What is that? The Audi. Audi. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to happen for us. I think we... Uh, what free talk live? What's the libertarian vehicle? A uh, seventy-eight Bronco? Um, <laughs> not sure exactly. Um, but yeah, I wanted to call about. Uh, so I wanted to call about basically pointing out, you know, that there's this kind of uh, connection between libertarianism, like right-wing libertarianism, libertarianism as presented, you know, in most libertarian media and uh, like like this show, for example, and unfortunately, elements of the. The far, the the alt right, the far right. And that that's an old topic. I, I know that, but like even even looking at this, I mean, in, in in most libertarian media, there's a significant over overlap between between those, and they these alt right, far right people do feel safe in libertarian spaces, and I totally understand why with the free speech ethic. That is the case. Um, I even looked even like yesterday when I called in, I I was on hold, and when a, a guy who an unironic caller with the nickname subscribe to PewDiePie called in, you know, the last uh, words of the New Zealand shooter before he killed uh, 50 of my fellow Muslims. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that these alt-right and fascist elements uh, find comfort in libertarian spaces. Um, it's not a, it's not a, really a criticism because I understand why that is, but well, I, I, you know, I, I, I heard this and um, I, you know, what my thoughts on that are is, Yeah. So I think libertarianism needs to take some level of responsibility for its, um, you know, for whatever reason, a certain amount of these people sort of show up. However, in that same breath, Democrats never want to take any effing responsibility for what the crap they, they, they did for a hundred freaking years. I'm talking about enslaving people based on their color. I'm talking about lynching people based on their color. I'm talking about putting up statues to the people who enslaved and lynched people. Democrats never, they want to point the finger and they don't ever want to take any responsibility. Republicans, they want to point the finger too. Well, I'm just, just a guess here. When you're talking about the outright uh, racists in America, what party who uh, between uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, who, who do you think they voted for? I'm just just asking you if you think of, when you think of a stereotypical racist in America, do you think they voted for Donald Trump or for Hillary Clinton? And I think some the Republicans need to take a little responsibility for that. But while these two major parties and these philosophies that uh, kind of hang along the sides of them um, refuse to take responsibility for their racist past, I'm supposed to sit here in libertarianism and say, yeah, you know, there's an alt-right element and uh, they like the uh, the freedom of speech aspect of uh, – 
uh, of um, libertarianism. Well, I guess what I would say to that is, is, well, what are you scared of freedom of speech for? So well, I'm not I'll, yelling at you, uh, free market. No, I, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm yelling at the, the people that are calling libertarians, uh, trying, attempting to paint us with a bigoted brush when they won't themselves take any responsibilities. Well, that's like what the left essentially does when they have nothing else they can throw at you. Is they uh, that, the that, right's that, that to is, us too? But yeah, or any that's what they do. The, the, the racism card is like rarely ever challenged in politics. Is usually people just walk away instead of. You know, well, dealing with it. The reason they do it is is that they want to catch you making a, a soundbite statement that they can then use um, over and over and over again right. to smear you. Like, so I had a guy call in uh, just a few days ago. He said something about, uh, you know, socialism's great and uh, you need to get a college degree and go into massive debt because of, I don't know, something. And he also said, he was talking about American Indians and some of the problems that they were having. And I mentioned that there's genetic issues too around uh, alcohol and sugar assimilation. And the guy's like, well, you're a racist. You know, like basically um, intimated that I'm a racist. And that's what, you know, he didn't want to have a real conversation about some of the uh, the ways that one can pull themselves out of poverty. He wanted to have a conversation about how he can destroy whom he considers to be a political enemy. And, eh, you know, yeah, all he, right. He was a straight up just, you know, socialist that, you know, didn't really have. Um, you know anything solid to say? Because I was there. I was here that night when yeah, he that's called. Right. That in. was exactly a week ago. So you can go find that at archives.freetalklive.com. That would be, uh, I guess, the fourth uh, uh, April third show if you want to find it. But yeah, I, I think. Yeah, these, I remember that caller. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, his heart was in the right place. I get where he. You know, I, I agree with him on a lot of the problems. I mean, sure, you know, I agree I, with little on the problems too. <laughs> Some of us believe that the free market, you know, pro- does provide these solutions, even when we don't mean the Republicans, quote unquote, free market. Right. Or any other status free market. We mean the free market. I mean, they it, there are free market solutions to the I, I really agree with the, a lot of the Democrats problems and so the, the, especially the more left leaning Democrats problems. But they they go off the rails saying they want the state to essentially uh, plan the solution. That's honestly ridiculous so free market penguin um you know one thing came to mind while you were talking here is i remember the democratic national convention i think it was from 2012 where they made a vote um you know it was brought to the floor something to do with israel being the capital or excuse me jerusalem being the capital of israel did you get to see any of this video um, I, I don't recall it. Okay. It kind of sounds familiar. Let me tell you, let me tell you what happened and, um, you can make whatever comments you want on it. Uh, this was at the same time that Ron Paul was essentially ripped off by the Republicans. This was the democratic national convention and I was watching it and I was just kind of stunned at what I was seeing. They were asking this question, which to me is meaningless. I thought that Jerusalem was the capital of Israel. I didn't even know that it was like Tel Aviv or something. Um, but apparently this is a politically charged issue. And they brought this up for a vote, and it was like a voice vote on the floor. And it's like, the yeas, the nays, the yeas, the nays, the yeas, the nays. All right, uh, you know, the, I, the person standing at the podium, have determined that the yeas or nays, whoever it was that they wanted to win, have it. And basically, that Israel was, that Jerusalem was not going to be declared the capital of Israel by the Democratic Party of the United States or whatever. And 
I didn't understand what I was watching at all. But what I did know that I saw was clearly political, uh, you know, philandering. This should have absolutely have been a paper ballot or something. If they're going to vote on this crap, at least take a fair vote. And that was well, not would a, a fair political. Vote. Why would American political party party even be? taking a vote on what some other country's capital is, regardless of how legitimate that country is. That's what it's I a political football of some yeah. sort. Um, Israel's a big deal in the United States. People love it. Um, uh, when you, you know. need a convenient distraction to, you know, to because something important might be happening and we need a you know, distraction, that's the only reason I could see for doing something as ridiculous as, well, we need to determine if, if we recognize this other nation's capital as the capital. Who, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Well, it was uh, one of the party platform things that they voted on, and I was just kind of stunned at what I was seeing there. And I figured as a uh, Muslim, you might have some thoughts on that, Free Market Penguin. Yeah, well, I, I like some of the stuff coming out from some of these new young people because uh, they're, they're not tied down with the past. But, um, you know, I don't disagree. I don't agree with their economics. So, you know, I, I honestly hope that they start bucking the trend of this Israel thing. But, Thanks. yeah, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. Thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s, and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies. Grass, pollen, dust, dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it. And the itching and shedding down the road. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You are free to call in and talk live here on the air. If it's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, wherever you are, you can call in. You don't have to be listening to my voice to do it either. If you're listening to this uh, this broadcast recorded on some radio station all across America on one of our nearly 200 radio stations, then just take note. If you've got some pressing issue that you think is important for the world to know, and, and by God, you're posting something on Facebook, so you probably do. Then give us a call. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Got a story here from the New York Times. Says the DEA, that's the Drug Enforcement Agency, secretly collected bulk records of money, money counter purchases. So... Uh, this is uh, very recently. Charlie Savage reports the Drug Enforcement Administration secretly collected data on bulk in bulk about Americans' purchases of money counting machines. Do you guys know what these are? Mm-hmm. The little thing you see in a bank, and it looks like a yep. Rolodex. And it, yep, hundred. You know, and right? they also have ones I saw are pretty cool at the grocery store. They had to recount a thing right in front of me. Yep, and. So she puts all the $1 bills on it, hits a button, puts all the fives, hits a button, it just weighs them. 
Huh. And it's like dead nuts accurate. Wow. Yeah. I know nothing about that. <laughs> but they probably would have they probably want information on that too. And uh, the DA also took steps to hide the effort from defendants and courts before quietly shuttering the program in 2013. They would never suppress evidence. Now, Not the DA. That's like against a constitution, I think. I I would remind you, ladies and gentlemen, there are programs within the government right now that they are denying exist, that they are uh, dropping cases in order to not have to present evidence, that they um, are hiding this information from judges and defendants right now. Information like, we don't uh, we don't listen in on your phone calls. We don't, uh, you know, we don't read your texts, whatever. Like, I don't know what they do and what they don't do, but I know they lie. Because it says so right here. The New York Times, not exactly a small government anti-state publication, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, saying that, uh, you know, right here, law enforcement agencies uh, obfuscated. They attempted to hide from, uh, uh, you know, us, defendants, courts, and uh, the public here. Uh, they're, they're collecting data on people who bought Money chain, money counting machines, and they shut the program down in 2013. It was amid the uproar of disclosures by the NSA uh, and Snowden and all that stuff. I can tell you that a friend of mine who went to police academy in Massachusetts, state police in uh, New Braintree, Mass, I believe is where the place is, told me that he literally took a whole class on how to perfect, how to perfect and properly lie to people that you arrest or question or interrogate and how this is encouraged because it gets a lot of good information when you lie to people that you have are interrogating. Right. Um, they're allowed to lie when uh, interrogating you. You're not allowed to uh, to lie when they're inter- interrogating you. And, and he brought it. that up. He's like, well, can I get in trouble for lying? No, you can't. In fact, you you are exempt from it's a technique and any uh it, you know getting in trouble for lying is basically what he was told right we just talked to your partner and he spilled the beans on you so anything you want to tell me before we uh you know wrap this operation up yeah whenever they tell you that you know that's why you should never tell the cops anything well <laughs> i think that that's the prisoner's dilemma right uh so this is the psychological test out there that basically points out that if two prisoners who've committed a crime together um you know are caught and uh you know they they're both interrogated they're either going to say they're either going to stay silent or they're going to spill the beans right um and if they both stay silent they both go free if they both talk they both do. Um, they get a sort of reduced sentence. But if one talks and the other one doesn't, the the one who didn't talk gets a high sentence, and then vice versa. Um, the likelihood is is that in those scenarios, human beings are going to talk. So, um, you know, I'm I'm not trying to give advice on how to commit crimes, ladies and gentlemen, but I can tell you, people in prison said, commit your crimes alone. Well, not only that, you don't even have to commit a crime to find yourself in a pickle. Yeah, that's true. Uh, especially, but you know, if you here do, the, you likely have a co-defendant if you're just, you know, you know, police state America, you know, yeah. you got the wrong species of salad on you and your friend told me you were dealing it. Yeah. You know, and there you go. Um, <laughs> so it's a, you know, a lie in order to get some more information. So uh, seeking leads about who might be a drug trafficker. Do you think that a person who buys a bill counter is likely to be a drug trafficker? I mean, I'm just a, a drug dealer. So, so I have something. Are they? Count, getting a bill counter because 
they're likely to be one of these things, or are they just running a business? No, I would I would think they're a carny vendor. Actually, okay, yeah, that's there's a lot of cash because in carnivals. Uh, I had uh, sold actual people who had petting zoos at the carnival hay, and they would literally. I said, "Cash guys, I don't you know do checks." I would get shopping bags full of one dollar bills, like three thousand dollars in one dollar bills, because. They are constantly, they had a petting zoo and a little pony that would ride yeah. and they get like a dollar and it was, everything was a dollar Yep. and they would go to, you know, Freiburg fair for 10 days collecting, you know, $50 every, you know, seven or eight minutes. So kids can ride ponies or whatever it was and feed the little goats. And yeah, they literally would have like bags stuffed with dollar bills because, you know, they ain't going to the bank to deposit it while they're at the fair and they don't have time for that stuff and yeah, a dollar at Carnies. this point isn't much. Uh, video games are a dollar. And that's, that's what you really need to count is $1 pills. No. People own car washes. You know, Gentlemen's um, clubs. Yeah. Oh, do they still tip? Well, how, how would I you I worked know? at a credit union, yeah. and there was one right next door to us, and that was a big thing. They would come in with these mashed up stinky bills that we would have to straighten out. How, how long ago was that? Um, well, I was uh, 2008, maybe. Okay, so not too, too long ago then. All right, about 10 years. I just was wondering whether ones were still a thing at uh, at strip clubs. I haven't been to a strip club in a long time and don't consider a one to be a whole bunch of money, uh, considering that you can't buy a loaf of bread with it. And, you know, you you, you get a video game, but what's that worth? Nobody goes and asks for a stack of fives to go to the strip club. Nope. <laughs> $2 bills seem that like a thing expensive. you might try. <laughs> Maybe you get a little extra attention. I don't know. Um Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't seem like the way I want to spend my money these days. Uh, seeking leads about who might be a drug trafficker, the DEA started in 2008 to issue blanket administrative subpoenas to vendors to learn who was buying money counters. The subpoenas involved no court oversight and were not pegged to any particular investigation. So this isn't really a subpoena, but all right. Uh, the agency collected tens of thousands of records showing the names and addresses of people who uh, bought the, the devices. The public version of the report, which portrayed the program as legally questionable, blacked out the device whose uh, purchase the DEA had tracked. But on a slip up, the report contained one uncensored reference to a section about how the DEA policy called for withholding uh, from official cases files uh, that, that the facts that agents first learned the names of suspects from its database of money counter purchases. So there you go. They caught at least, um, you know, somebody on on this. That instruction said that it was intended to protect the program's sources and methods. Criminals would obtain money counters by other means if they knew that the DEA collected this data. Probably true. You should know everybody collects data. I mean, if you're a drug dealer and you're using, if you're doing anything illegal and you're using like credit cards or like, any of that stuff to do anything? I mean, that's all. Everything's traced, right? If you're buying uh, certain scales, I imagine they're uh, they're keeping an eye on that if they can. Uh, you don't want to purchase that kind of stuff with a credit card, yeah, or online, or on Amazon, or or anything. Or uh, it's just <laughs> right. If you're gonna buy a money counter uh, or any, any really anything to do with uh, with a business like this, you would want to use cash or cryptocurrency. Uh, yeah. Try to keep your uh, information on the down low. 
Uh, preamble said the DEA and the Inspector General worked together on redactions, and press officers for uh, both declined and both declined to comment on the inadvertent disclosure. The DEA, which uh, is an arm of the Justice Department, provided a statement responding to the Inspector General's finding, pledging fealty to the rule of law while citing the importance of protecting techniques and procedures that DEA agents rely on to protect our nation. Yes, of course we obey the law, but only when it's convenient for us. 855-450-3733. Should the DEA be collecting this kind of information? Free Talk Live. talk about whatever's on your mind it's mark with you jay and angie here bitcoin.com is well it's a major sponsor of free talk live has been for a very long time bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything bitcoin related so you know maybe you want to buy some bitcoin well you can go over there you can buy bitcoin you can get a bitcoin wallet in which to contain your bitcoin uh, they've got they've got a wallet there. They also have uh, free bitcoins at free.bitcoin.com. You can spend your bitcoins at places like saveitpurse.com. I know I'm dropping a lot of stuff. Go to bitcoin.com and they can walk you through all of this. You can get the latest news, engage with the community on the Bitcoin forum. Uh, you can play games with your bitcoin bitcoin.com they are they're it right i mean they've got the name they're bitcoin Bitcoin bitcoin.com go to tom calling in from detroit tom you're on free talk live hey guys i i uh i have a couple questions for you sure um i understand what the cryptocurrency is and i understand the idea of it but i am a little suspicious of it sure and all right i've I've got a set of notes here and i'd like to ask some questions absolutely all right all right well one how is cryptocurrency any different from fiat currency other than the fact that that the fiat currency is a forced currency the uh the fiat currency is what a forced i mean fiat Uh. is not just a, a a printing press making uh currency but it is a forced currency if you don't accept the u.s dollar when you have a store uh it's against the law so it's a forced currency right. so how is cryptocurrency any different so um cryptocurrency in the sense of uh let's just talk about bitcoin to make this uh this easier bitcoin bitcoin cash whatever you prefer to um you know talk about here um all, almost all cryptocurrencies have this particular aspect they're not only a currency but they're also a currency transmission system so, for instance, if you're comparing this to silver, right? Like silver is a currency, could be a currency, but it's not a currency transmission system. There's no way to get silver from – I can't shove it in the little uh, uh, vent ports of my computer and it comes out in North Korea, right? Um, I'd have to mail it and then rely on uh, government uh, mail transmission systems to get it from one location to another. With cryptocurrency, nobody can stand in the way – of me sending my value from one location to another. So uh, some of the value of cryptocurrency is the fact that there's this built-in, immutable, unchangeable, um, you know, honest transmission system 
that is relatively cheap compared to things like uh, Western Union and stuff like that. And it's peer to peer, where fiat is not peer to peer; it's to private. It's it's that month that fiat is property of a pri- some private bank. That's right. Generally. So so uh, so for instance, if you compare it to so fiat is called fiat because uh, like a like a king issues a fiat. That means he gives an order, right? And he so he says that this is money because it is money. So fiat is fiat because some government said that it was money. Uh, crypto, although it may not be backed by something like gold or silver or something like that. Then again, gold and silver is not backed by gold and silver either. It's just gold and silver, right? It's just what it is. Uh, gold or silver is a metal, and that metal has certain properties. Uh, cryptocurrency is software, and that software has certain properties. Wow. That, 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 I, I've given you your opportunity to explain all that, and uh, you've made a lot of claims there. Okay. Uh, one, it, one, one is that, yes, you can transport this cryptocurrency, which is just uh, a make-believe number in space, uh-huh. around the world in a in a nanosecond. Yep, well, close. Uh, it holds it holds no physical value at all. And then you also you you, you related it to gold and silver yep. as if it was the same thing. Well, and, and gold, gold and silver, silver aren't the same thing on. as each other, right? I mean, they're different things. Hold on this one second. Okay. Let me only finish in. All right. Gold and silver has for thousands of years been, has its value because it's a physical thing that I can hold in my hand that is rare. Cryptocurrency is just like fiat currency. It doesn't exist. they're, They're just numbers, just as the printing press prints off valueless paper, they're just numbers. Well, they're scarce, At unlike the valueless it. paper. Uh, well, I don't know val- valueless. Uh, obviously, the paper has value. Um, I mean, you know. Well, wait, well, why does it have value? Hold on. Let's let's discuss okay. this for a second. Why does the paper, our green paper, in our pocket, why is everyone convinced that it has value? Well, that's the that is the definition. Value is everyone convinced, right? Like, so it has value because I can give it to you. Uh, in exchange for something, and then you can give it to somebody else in exchange for something, and they can give it to somebody else in exchange for something. You may not like why it has value, and I don't like why it has value. I will agree with you on that, but it has value. Only imagine value. Fine. Whereas That's all value is. Silver, is. Value is the... Whereas gold is... Hold on. Okay. Whereas gold and silver has value because it is rare... It is physically in my hand. Yep. It has existed for thousands of years and has been actual real money for thousands of years. Well, I don't want to get on the air and say that I don't think that one should have, hold, and use uh, silver and gold um, in part of their portfolio. Please don't paint me as that guy because that's not me. I'm not. Um, I've, I've bought a boat uh, a, a big boat with silver at one point, so um, and some cash too. But I mean, I used all my silver. The guy would accept silver, and that's great. But I also attempted to to pay farmhands for years with uh, mercury dimes. I had lots and lots of mercury dimes, and although it has value, they didn't want it. They I, didn't. They, I've had the same experience. It's really, really hard to spend silver. Right. You'd accept it for hay, though, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Because, I got a call from the um, well. I don't know if it was really true, but I got a call from a guy who said he was from the Secret Service. 
because I advertised in a want advertiser years ago selling hay, 25 cents a bale, if paid for in pre-1964 silver coin. <laughs> I literally got a phone call from someone claiming to be from the Secret Service, and they were like, what's up with this? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take cash, but you know, it's going to be like you know, five bucks a bale. Do you understand why? That, that's really a good point. That's a very good point about what fiat currency is. Fiat currency is not just uh, a printing press uh, printing up paper. It, it, it means that you're forced to use it, and you just made a great example of what I'm talking about. Right. If you only want to deal in, in uh, silver and gold, you can't. That's why they contacted you. How dare you only accept silver and gold? And, and today what I do with my business is uh, I do a lot of property management work. And snow plowing is, is one of the big things I do. And I dr- snow plow driveways. It's like 50 bucks a driveway. But if you pay me in cryptocurrency, it's $40. If you pay me in cash, it's, you know, $60 is generally what I do. Uh, I charge more for cash and less for crypto. Crypto is liable that's to appreciate. That, Tom, that's very interesting. I'm going to hold you yep, over because I don't want you to feel... I. I don't want you to feel like you have gotten short-shifted here, and I'm, I'm curious. Okay. This is a conversation that's important to me, too, and um, I, I don't think there's winners and losers in this. I think crypto's a step forward in currency, though. 855-4503. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle. Free. New improved Lycochops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lycochops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever you want. Mark with you. Jay. And Angie here. Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. That means they grab news stories from all over the internet, put them on one place so that you, uh, they, they curate news for you. News that you're interested in. The newest, freshest and sto- stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty. Uh, they've got uh, science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, the rise of the police state. Freedomsphoenix.com has it, and their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date. So I get the daily dispatch. I rarely go to freedomsphoenix.com itself. I, went, I go there to sign up to make sure my, uh, my uh, subscription's fine, but that's about it. So it's freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. But I do get lots of, I love their news. I, get, I you know, I've been getting their email for many years now. Freedomsphoenix.com. Go subscribe to their daily dispatch. I think you'll enjoy it. Let's go back to Tom calling in from Detroit. Tom's calling about cryptocurrency and sort of, um, you know, sounds a little skeptical of uh, you know cryptocurrency's value in the modern in modern society, and sounds like a, I don't know what we call uh, a gold bug. At least we did back in the day. Tom, I hope you don't take that as insulting. Oh no, of course not. But but. It, it, Bottom line is, silver and gold have for thousands of years yep. been currency. Yep. Because they're rare. All right. So, again, my problem, my issue with this cryptocurrency is, again, these these governments around the world want to make a one-world currency, uh-huh. yada yada. They want to control everything, and 
the cryptocurrency, am I right or wrong, is they're, they're numbers. They're, they're a, a calculation that is com- com- uh, 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 figured out by a computer. Computer program. And, uh, yep. yep, yep, okay. So, so now I'm holding this number, which when the collapse comes, which is coming, there's right. no doubt in my mind. Do you know what it a, is? I'm a prepper. You got an idea? <laughs> Go ahead. You got an idea when What's that? that? We well, got an idea when that collapse is coming because the collapse has been coming a long time. My, my whole life, I've been being told six months. Guys, seriously, I understand all that. <laughs> I cannot predict it. I'm 58 I'm, years old. I'm so I, disappointed I, it hasn't just, happened yet. I, I'm just. I'm only saying this, Tom, uh, to be uh, 100 percent clear: is if you're a prepper and you want to be prepared for anything, then you need to be prepared for the digital future where cryptocurrency takes the place of the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. Do you want to be prepared for that possibility? Uh, yeah, I, I, then I, buy I can some. see it, because the, the bottom line is the, the uh, world reserve currency is going to collapse. That's At some point it has to. Right now, oh, it will. Oh, yep. yeah. As, as all, as all currencies... Throughout time, even the Romans, after they started shaving off, and coins, changing sure. their 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 currency from you know well, uh, gold and silver. One of two things is going to happen, uh, Tom. If that when that occurs, is either somebody's going to trot out a uh, metal backed currency, and probably it will have cryptocurrency aspects because that's the best way to track your um, you know to make sure that they're not messing with the. Oh, hold on. I'd like Mark. to touch on that. Mark. That's the most scary part of this. Yep. Every single cryptocurrency purchase is tracked. Nah. Doesn't that scare you a little Bi- bit? Bitcoin is um, all of its currency, uh, all of its exchanges, excuse me, uh, transactions are tracked, but they're tracked pseudonymously, right? So if I make a purchase with a series of, letter, uh, series of letters and numbers as an account number, they don't necessarily know who it is. Now, when I make a cre- when I swipe my credit card, they know that Mark Edge has purchased, uh, you know, whatever that thing is, uh, probably a Ian, big a Big Mac and fries Ian, that he doesn't want his wife to know about. Mark, Mark, Ian, Mark, Ian, Mark. Blockchain has to be tracked. It cannot be a blockchain. Sure, it's be- tracked. I'm not claiming it's not tracked. Of course. I'm just saying that you don't necessarily know who's buying what. You don't know who holds the wallet. Right. So when Angie goes and she buys her kale smoothie at the uh, at the, the, the local workout place and she uh, uses cryptocurrency, yes, it, the, the transaction is tracked, but they don't know who, what, who she bought it from or who she is. So, I mean. That, that is what scares me the most. Yeah, okay. It's a fair well, thing to be scared of. Right now. Oh, hold on. What you're saying right now is the currency is anonymous, but yet it is tracked. Yep. It has to be tracked. If, if I spend yep. my Bitcoin on a, on a, on something, yep. it to, to be valid to be uh, validated so that I'm not cheating. Right. Okay, it's tracked. It has to be tracked. Right. It is the most tracked system in the world. It I, sure I, is. That scares me the most. So, um, and and what I would say to that is, is that there will probably sometime in the future come a computing device that is able to put together some percentage of transactions and say this person did this and this person did that and those kind of things. And I agree with you. That's scary. However, yeah, people at Monero, Zencash. Zcash, um, Dash, Dash, and a variety of other places have 
uh, obfuscating technologies that make it darned unlikely or nearly impossible for them to track those transactions. Monero is completely uh, impossible to track. And uh, technologies like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, they can have overlays at some point that uh, make it anonymous. Bitcoin Cash is working right, hard Ian, on that at one point. Mark, Ian, I Mark? have to ask you, if you believe that, then how is the blockchain unpenetrable, unpenetrable okay? If, if you're saying to me that, it, that the purchase I make yep. is untraceable, untrackable. No, I did not. How does that? Uh, on which, That's uh, right. So the, the blockchain on Bitcoin is certainly trackable. And if you don't keep your information um, you know, quiet, then at some point or another, people are going to know that it was you that made that. And maybe they can track some other transactions of yours or whatever. However, when I'm talking about Monero's, uh, and I don't even know if they have a blockchain, they've got some other technology, then that is completely impossible for, at this point, the governments, the governments to track. Well, and, well again, and, it, it, it just it doesn't make any sense, because if, okay. if I create, if, if my computer finds a Bitcoin, I am aware of how this works. Okay, so uh, we're not talking about Monero, this, right? We're talking about Bitcoin, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not telling you that Bitcoin's anonymous. So I'm, I'm talking okay. about two separate technologies. Bitcoin is what they call pseudonymous, meaning that it's not tied to your name. It's tied to an account. And hopefully that's a one-time use account that's throwaway. But um, Monero, on the other hand, is anonymous. It can't be. Yes, it can. To, you don't know anything sure, about the technology. No, hold on. It's hold different on. than Bitcoin. Let's, let's get back to the very beginning of, of, the, of finding a Bitcoin. Let's stick there for a second. Okay. Okay, my computer system is burning ten thousand watts of fucking. Whoa! Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My 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 okay, computer we ju- is we burning. You. Oh jeez, I'm sorry. No, we just dumped the, that 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 thing. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, my computer is working away, and it finds a bitcoin. At that moment, that bitcoin has to be traced because yes, how else would any you know if it's not authentic? Uh, then someone could uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, uh, right, it has uh, to, you know, you make somebody a counterfeiter. You know, uh, um, yeah, counterfeit. Right. So this it is has true. To be traced. What you're saying is t- true, Tom. For Bitcoin, it is not true for technologies like Monero and these sorts of things. So, if you will do me a favor and research yep. the technology called Monero. And uh, then you can get uh, you know more uh, information on that. I can't tell you everything you say, about it. Could you spell that for me? M O N E R O Monero. And then there's okay. also other ones. Another one, to good look, a good one to look at would be Zen uh, Horizon or Zencash. Okay. All right. Thanks for the Thanks, call, Tom. I appreciate it. Yep. And Tom had said something about Bitcoin being in the um, blockchain being in in pen penetrable no it's immutable he said being unable to penetrate basically and that is because it is decentralized yeah your gold and silver you're holding is centralized it's in a vault somewhere it's called the currency of kings because if you've got it the king comes along and takes it from you but because that node is spread out through tens of ten thousand some odd thirteen thousand nodes around the world they would have to basically get all the nodes they can't hack you right that way free talk live 855-450-3733 
Talk Live. I think we still got room for you here on the lines. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie here. I want to thank uh, all the amplifiers, but specifically uh, the amplifier number six is the uh, code name that, uh, well, I presume is code name. Maybe maybe his mom named him that. I don't know. Uh, thank you, number six, for amplifying Free Talk Live. And if you would like to amplify Free Talk Live, you can help us reach more people. It's getting on more radio stations, getting more podcast downloads. These things are just a matter of money. That's it. If you go to amp.freetalklive.com, we can reach more people with the ideas of liberty on this very successful platform for reaching people with the ideas of liberty. You're not trying something new out and hoping this works. This is Free Talk Live. We've been doing it for 20 years now. or darn close to it. So uh, amp.freetalklive.com. Thank you, number six. Going to the phones. Paul, calling in from Indiana. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Jay Noon, I've been a victim of data mining. And Mark Edge is going to pay. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's uh, I'm not going to drop that call, but there you go. That well, was uh, the crazy guy. Yeah, it was our friend. There you go. Um, got a story here uh, on drunk the drunk you may be the real you according to a study so it says uh no more blaming it on the booze does alcohol really turn us into different people or does it merely lower our inhibitions enough to actually be our realest truest most honest selves i believe so i agree we all want to think that we're a better person than we actually are so it's really no surprise how often we jump on the blame it on alcohol train when we do something stupid when we've been drinking I must say, I have drank and done stupid things, um, but generally they're just embarrassing. Not uh, well, like I, you know, I don't know. Some people, um, I have a uh, an uncle, for example, and uh, the family saying is, "Uncle so and so is an instant a hole. Just add alcohol, <laughs> and it's true." And then I have, uh, I have plenty of friends where you. Get add alcohol, and they're pretty jolly folks. But I do know some a lot a handful of people that are pretty nasty when they get get alcohol in them. Yeah, I haven't met. Um, I guess I've met a couple of people like that, and I'm just not going to spend any time around them. Well, that's it. I right. Yeah, you know, usually the people that are nastiest when they drink are the ones that you are are hardest to stop drinking. That don't get invited to the wedding, right? You know, because. Just going to be booze there, and it's, they're going to get out of hand, right? And they always do every time. So, and um, you know, you can't st- you can't stop them from drinking. It's like right. you know, that's that's it. I had one friend. I, I you know, I had a conversation with him, and I'm like, look, at some point in the relatively near future in your life, if you continue drinking, you're going to do something that you regret. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're going to kill somebody in a car. Maybe you're going to get injured um, and never be able to walk again uh, driving. Uh, maybe you know. Maybe it's you're going to say the wrong person, wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time and have something broke over your head. I don't know what it is, but or maybe you're going to you know sleep with the wrong girl and have an itchy crotch when you wake up. I don't know, but you're going to do something because you make a series of bad decisions when you drink. You know, and he doesn't drink anymore. I got to say, I've never ever met anybody. Who's uh turns into an a hole because they use cannabis? 
Well, I this is another thing that uh, you'll often, if you ask police officers, um, you know, who they'd rather deal with, a stoner or a drunk, and <laughs> you're like, every time they'd rather deal with a stoner because they're not going to be any problems. The drunk, yeah, they're going to want to fight you. They're ripping their shirt off, and you know, they're you know, whatever. They're making really poor decisions, and a lot of times the police, yeah, they can, you can get hurt doing this stuff. They don't get paid enough for that. <laughs> who does? I, I have a. I have a, a longtime friend, and he's one of these guys where I could call him right now and say, hey, dude, I need your help drive to Keene, New Hampshire. And, and if he was sober, he'd be here, and he'd be awesome. Yep. He'd be here as quick as he could get here. Um, and he's really struggled with alcohol. And it, But if if he's been drinking, uh, you don't want him anywhere around. Um, he's gotten him – he's gotten beat several times and well-deserved it Yeah, and goes back to it. So um, this this is saying that basically if he's an a-hole when he's drinking, he's an a-hole when he's not. What do you think about that? Uh, that's true okay. because he's a kind of a-hole to like – he's not going to be an a-hole to me. Yeah. But like s- some kid on the street that was, say, kind of geeky, for yeah. example, he would be a total a-hole to him. All right. Uh, he would be – he wouldn't be a total a- an a-hole to a pretty girl that if he thought he could like get in her pants, but sure. as soon as he realized he couldn't. Then he is. Um, he would. He's okay. also the kind of guy like, oh, there's a blonde chick on the side of the road, broke down. Oh, she's fat and ugly. He'll just keep driving. But if she's good looking, you pull over. Well, you know, that's kind of guy he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. He is. Everyone wants to think their drunk self or their drunk personality is profoundly different than their sober self. But is it really? According to a study by the Association of uh, Psychological Science published in Sage Journals, the only thing we can really blame on the booze is the projectile vomiting every, everybody saw at last night's party. Contrary to popular belief, you may actually be more you when you're drunk than the other way around. Check out some of these interesting observations from a 2017 study to decide for yourself. Uh, one, you think you're different when you're drunk, but you're not that different. I'm just going to run through the, uh, the the tops here. And I think that, um, you know, just the, 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 te- the headlines, because I want to get through this as quickly as possible here. Only got a few minutes left in the segment. Um, but I think it's it's true. I think it tears off some of the society's veneers and uh, the, the polite behavior we might have is uh, torn away. And, you know, you're just expressing yourself as you're expressing yourself. You are more sociable, and a lot of people, you know, they need that drink to take the edge off in social situations. Mm-hmm. Angie, what do you think? Um, I am a lot more friendly when I drink. Maybe we could test it out. We could all have a drink one night here and see if we become more talkative and more friendly. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this about uh, about alcohol and radio. If drunks were half as interesting as they think they are, then bars would have stadium seating and nobody would go to football games or watch television. They'd just go to the bar to watch drunks. They're not interesting. <laughs> I'd have a tough time focusing and probably not off. You don't drink at all, do you? Very rarely, like... Um, right, like decades, you know, like on the scale of years kind of drinking. Like, literally, the only time I probably actually, like, actually drink is at, you know, pork fest. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I might have like a glass of wine somewhere here or there, but, you know, if I have more than three, it's, you know, at a really fun party, you know, at a Freedom Festival, and usually that's about the only time. Yeah, but you have to be constructive almost every day. So, I mean, you have to have your wits about you. Oh, yeah. And and, and the thing is, too, is like when I go to parties, I'm generally the guy that doesn't drink because I want to be the one to deal with the cops. 
uh, and I want to be <laughs> on top of my game, you know, when I'm dealing with the cops. Yeah. Um, summed up the study by saying, basically, you're always that special, unique, wonderful you, no matter how many tequila shots you foolishly ended up taking on your birthday. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, it's, it's largely true here is, is that you can get the the truth out of somebody to some extent after they've been drinking. I don't think it's a good reason to drink, mind you. But <laughs> mind, <laughs> there's headaches involved. I did hear uh, this week from, um, well, it's the people at My Magic Mud. They have a um, charcoal-based uh, tooth powder that I am very fond of. And they said that apparently charcoal can help with hangovers. Have you guys ever heard this? I know people who actually take My Magic Mud, put it in capsules uh-huh and swallow it i've been there watch them capsule it up yep. I'm like, what are you guys doing oh i'm gonna be drinking tonight i'm gonna take a couple of these so you take it before you drink i didn't yeah. well i don't really know um charcoal pills are a thing already and they're cheap right um, i'm not sure my my magic mud is specialized charcoal with bentonite clay in it um so i i don't know it's it's kind of like <laughs> it's it's taking the really it's taking the cadillac of charcoal um, right i don't know if it's more and effective. It's it's uh, in that case, it's coconut uh, shell husks. We definitely did feed it to a girl at a, uh, a Freedom Festival. Was that went to out west? Who mm-hmm. drank way too much? Yep, that happens. And we got her to swallow down some charcoal, um, or not some charcoal, some my magic mud. Yep. in 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 capsules. We actually, I actually broke probiotics apart that I had and <laughs> refilled it with the my magic mud. <laughs> we're out in the woods, you know. Right, we're right. camping. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, so if you're, you have to deal with these things, uh, you know, but hangovers are bad news. The cruise I went on, I couldn't believe how many people had this. I never heard of a hangover patch. I thought it was like Dramamine, Dramamine patch people yeah. had. And, you know, cruise is just I white. I had the Dramamine, uh, whatever, the, the, the motion sickness patches. Cruise is like pretty much white trash America gathering up on a boat, drinking it, and partying and smoking cigarettes. It depends on the cruise cigarettes. line, but well, uh, these things happen. The one I went on is what I saw. And uh, the dude's like, no, nah. these guys are like, man, you could just drink and drink and drink and not get a hangover. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Just not interested in Never doing that with my time. Never heard of it. Oh, check us out at freetalklive.com. And by the way, subscribe to us at dlive.freetalklive.com. This is Michael Dean from the Freedom Fiends. I've run websites since 1996 and have used over a dozen web hosts in that time. Agoristhosting.com is the only one that hasn't broken my heart. Agrist Hosting's uptime and service is stellar, and their DDoS mitigation is the best I've seen. That's important because if you tell the truth in this world, you'll ruffle feathers. And some people will try dirty tricks to silence your voice. No matter what the haters hit us with, Agorist Hosting keeps our websites online. If you have a mission-critical commercial presence or a world-changing activism site, you cannot tolerate any skullduggery. So go with agoristhosting.com. Have a WordPress or blog site, but you're not satisfied with performance or uptime? Or just want raw hosting? Want to pay with Bitcoin? Agris Hosting specializes in high-performance hosting with personalized service. Go to agoristhosting.com and click on the button that says Get Hosted. That's agoristhosting.com.
Would you like to hang out with Penn Jillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event, even with coupon code FTLEB. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com FTL. Freedomfest.com FTL. Use coupon code FTLEB for a discount. 